0: It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eatin' Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eatin' Podcast presented by DraftKings, the show that's so nice. We do it twice. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. We do two episodes every week during the season to slice them up for you make them a little bit more digestible. We do the 1 o'clock games and the Thursday nighter in episode one. Then we do the Sunday late games, the Sunday nighter, and the Monday nighter here in part two. As a reminder, I'm giving away a free Madden via YouTube this week. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just subscribe and then reply to or comment on any video with the console of your choice. I'm picking somebody and it could be you. He's Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan from Fantasy Points. He's got a big weekend of weddings because his friends have no respect for his <laughs> profession. That's okay. We will go right to Arizona and Carolina. Joe, you've got. A couple of very disappointing teams, disappointing
1: offenses. Uh, barring a miracle comeback, I wonder if Cliff Kingsbury fired already. Like, again, that comeback against the Raiders. Uh, this Cardinal offense is so hard to watch. And I'm going to throw it out there. When this team does inevitably make a quarterback switch uh, or, a, or a coaching switch, I will uh, – and whether that's this year or next year – I will be so bullish on Kyler Murray because, Ross, I don't know how you have a guy who's like five foot nine at quarterback with the movement ability that Kyler Murray has, and you're doing 60 plus straight dropbacks. He did not have a run attempt until the fourth quarter of that game last week. Kyler Murray on the season, per our fattest fantasy points data team, has just seven designed runs so far this year. Okay. I am not saying. You need to run the triple option. I am not saying that you need to have Kyler Murray carrying the ball 15 times a game and running directly into defenders. But when you have a dynamic mover at the quarterback position, who, by the way, can't see over his offensive line, and he is straight dropping back 60 times, that is horrifying coaching. Horrifying and it's completely capped the upside of Kyler Murray for fantasy. He's not He's not running. He's not throwing touchdown passes. They're stalling out drives. It is brutal. Brutal, 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 brutal. A.J. Green's hurt. He's not going to play. His career might be over. I mean, he wasn't doing anything anyway. Rondale Moore's still hurt. I don't know if Moore Moore's even going to have a role when he gets back because Greg Dorch has been so good as the slot receiver. Marquise Brown is going to get twenty targets a game because he's their only legitimate outside receiver. The only other two outside receivers they have on this team are the two tenors, Andre Bacellia and Andy Isabella. But, but, Ross, this uh, J- James Conner looks like crap. He's averaging three yards a carry. I mean, this uh, and I think a large part of this is just how uncreative the offense is. I really do. It's a hard team to watch right now. I, I, I Kyler's still a starter. Hollywood's still a starter. Dorch is a fill-in guy. Zach Ertz, another guy who's averaging like four yards a catch, but he's catching a lot of balls. Connor's like an RB2-ish guy. But, man, this this is one of those teams. John Hansen has always used this term. This is one of those teams where you don't watch the game because it's going to piss you off. You just look at the box score at the end and hope that one of your guys co- caught ten passes or got in the end zone. Because they are like,
0: legitimately tough to watch. I they agree. are it very look like hard. They to have watch. any clue what they're doing? It's like Kyler dropped back, nobody's open, run around, try to make a play. Yeah, but he's not. It's even, almost like that's what they call in the huddle.
1: Right, and it's all. But like he had two carries for eight yards. He's Kyler Murray. And meanwhile, you're looking at what Jalen Hurts is doing every week, and you know Jalen Hurts won from the pocket this week, but he still had 20 yards rushing. Like uh, it's it's so bad. It is so like when they when that team makes a, a coaching switch, especially next year, I'm going to be way in on Kyler.
0: Ooh, okay, um, Carolina.
1: Well, I was I, I I mentioned it on this podcast. I wrote about it at FantasyPoints.com. I was in on the there is no way Baker Mayfield is a downgrade for this offense train. So far, Dolan was an idiot because it has been really bad. Baker Mayfield, essentially, he's he's his yards per attempt is only in any way respectable because of a busted coverage play to Robbie Anderson in week one and the ridiculous play LaVisca Chenault made this past week. Seventy five yarder and a sixty seven yarder touchdowns. Outside of that, Baker is averaging 5.2 yards per attempt with one touchdown, one pick, and nine sacks taken. DJ Moore has 18 targets and just seven catches. That's not on DJ Moore because we know DJ Moore's history. Christian McCaffrey, prior to this season, averaging 52 receiving yards per game. He's now averaging 19 receiving yards per game. That ain't on Christian McCaffrey. His role is amazing, by the way. He's played more snaps than uh, any running back in the NFL. Um, he's gotten 44% of the Panthers total opportunities, which are carries plus targets. That's ahead of everybody in the NFL, right ahead of Saquon Barkley, but Baker's holding everything back. I think with the exception of McCaffrey, and this includes DJ Moore, a player I loved this off season. Everybody here is benchable. I'm not, I'm not dropping DJ Moore in the way that I'm like dropping Darnell Mooney, but Moore is like better Mooney right now. I need to see some improvement from Baker in this passing game.
0: New England without Mac Jones. It's Brian Hoyer time
1: in Green Bay. Yikes. I have no idea what to do with this receiving court because I don't know if Jacoby Myers is going to play. Devontae Parker led all wide receivers in air yards in week three. Is that going to be the case with Brian Hoyer at quarterback? I'm really not sure. The good news is... A guy I also loved and talked up on this program, Ramondre Stevenson's had a really good role in two consecutive weeks, and he was used like it in week, in week three after not really getting the ball a lot in week two. Um, 62% snaps for Ramondre Stevenson in back-to-back games. He got 43% of the carries and 16% of the Patriots' targets last week, both of them season highs. Um, I think Ramondre Stevenson in this game is an RB2. Damian Harris is an RB3 th- kind of flex guy, touchdown dependent. But I got to be honest; I have no clue what to do with the wide receivers right now until I get more info on on uh, Jacoby Myers. What
0: about for the Packers? Obviously, we know about Aaron Jones. He got so close to that touchdown. Vita Vea smoked him in the back. Yeah. What else? What else we got for the pack?
1: Um, this is the uh, obviously waivers have run by now, um, but the waiver wire pickup of the week was Romeo Dobbs. Again, a player who got a lot of hype this off season, but you know. Sammy Watkins landed on IR with a hamstring injury, which is common for him. Christian Watson missed last week with a hamstring injury. Matt LaFleur, he elevates Romeo Dobbs to a full-time role with Alan Lazard. Um, all eight of his targets he caught for 73 yards last week, including a five-yard touchdown, by the way, against a, bu- a tough Buccaneer defense. He finished with an 89% snap share and a 94% route share, both team highs. Um Dobbs will have at least three more weeks with Sammy Watkins on IR in this role. And if he keeps playing well, it might not be long until he's considered Aaron Rodgers' top target. And I wonder if that happened already. So at fantasy points, we have a stat that our data team has developed called a uh, first read target percentage. Okay. Meaning when the player is the first read on a drop back, how often does that player get targeted? And Ross in the NFL, like, a large majority of throws go to the quarterback's first read or his second read. Okay. right. Dobbs was targeted on 30% of the plays on which he was the first read well ahead of Alan Lazard and Robert Tunyon at 20%. So he's been called as the first read. He's been delivering as the first read. He's been getting open as the first read. That is all phenomenal news for Romeo Dobbs. He is an upside wide receiver three. He needs to be rostered in every single league right now. And one other thing to note, people are always looking for help at tight end. Robert Tunyon's snap share, route share, and targets have gone up every week as he recovers from that ACL tear um, from last year. He's going to be a full-time player pretty soon.
0: Ooh, okay. Um, Denver and their disgusting offense – Takes on the 0 3 players only meeting Raiders, Joe.
1: Well, if there was ever a bet on space uh, for the Raiders, this is it. I just don't know how many people are going to, teams are going to trust them or bettors are going to trust them, but they are two and a half point favorites across the board in this game. 45 and a half the total. Denver's offense is just miserable. Uh, The the Broncos on their early down passes, which like first and second down uh, long yardage uh, situations, 4.0 yards per play on their early down pass attempts. The only team worse is the historically bad Chicago bears right now. The running backs are averaging more yards per play on early downs. That is a sign of a dysfunctional passing game. When running backs in situations, when you are expected to run are averaging more yards per carry than you're getting in yards per pass. Okay. Um, Wilson, by the way, completely inaccurate in week three. He was off target on 21% of his throws. That was the seventh highest rate in week three. But here is the really good news. Cortland Sutton is second in the NFL uh, in air yards. He's behind Chris in-
0: Olave. Yeah, behind I listened to yesterday's Olave. episode, Dude, I yep. listened to yesterday. And that actually stunned me when you said that yesterday about a lot. I mean, about a lot. I knew about Olave, but about Sutton being second.
1: Yeah, um, he's uh, – by the way, Cortland Sutton is eighth in targets per game. He's seventh among wide receivers in expected fantasy points. He's fifth Ross in receiving yards. He's had more than 70 in all three weeks. Um, for, for DraftKings, he's just the wide receiver 14 this week, and the Raiders have injuries in the secondary. Um, Rakia Sin, Nate Hobbs both got hurt last week. We'll see what their statuses are. Um, Jerry Judy, by the way, is their primary slot receiver. Who, he might not be 100%, but that would be a positive matchup for Jerry Judy um, if, if Nate Hobbs can't go. And, and in the backfield, at this point, I'm starting to wonder if, if Melvin Gordon is a hypnotist. Like, two fumbles, Javante Williams has more burst, and Melvin Gordon is still getting this huge role. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to dig my heels in so hard here. Javante Williams, it is coming. The outbreak is coming. He... But it just right now, it's also limited by the fact that the play calling and Russell Wilson have been so freaking awful so far.
0: What about the Raiders on the other side? It seems like Matt Collins is the guy, Joe. You didn't tell me that before the year.
1: (laughs) I knew Matt Collins was was, – he had a role two weeks ago. And then – well, he had a huge one this past week. Devontae Adams is getting bracket coverage. Um, Then you wonder what happens this week with the possibility that the Broncos decide to shadow Devontae Adams with Patrick Sertan. So, Mac Collins, DFS, I I still cannot trust him for a season-long lineup, but for DFS, I mean, he's going to be very popular. He was actually popular last week, but I think he's going to be pretty popular this week. The Raiders are obviously hoping to get Hunter Renfro back from a concussion this week. Um, It hasn't been pretty to watch, but Derek Carr was the QB 16 in Week 1, QB 11 in Week 2, and then QB 7. In week three, they're throwing the ball a ton. Uh, Carr is averaging 40 pass attempts per game. That is a career high. Um, They're throwing the ball more than expectation behind only Kansas City and Buffalo. Um, Darren Waller is sixth among all tight ends in route share, but 19th in targets per route run, and he dropped a touchdown last week. Um, It's it's really, really unfortunate uh, what's going on here. The Raiders need a win in the worst way in this game. I think they're going to get it, uh, uh, I have a weird feeling. I think the players-only meeting is going to work. I'm a little concerned about Devontae Adams' matchup, not like you're benching him. But I think this is a good spot for Waller and Renfro, and maybe if you're dying, Mr. Mac Hollins.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm exactly high on the Raiders right now, but being the only 0-3 team in the NFL, they might be a team that I would buy in on a little bit at single. Oh. They're way stock market for sports. I don't know if you're familiar with symbol. (laughs) I'm a huge fan symbol lets you trade pro and college teams like stocks. And you can even earn cash dividend payouts when your teams win. It's amazing. Pro football focus called him the perfect blend of sports and the stock market offering a brand new way to invest in your favorite teams and profit off their success i bought two teams so far, Joe. The Eagles before the season and the Jags after the win against the Colts, both of whom their value has already gone up. It's like um, betting, but long-term. Franchise, organization. Download the Symbol mobile app for iOS by searching S-I-M-B-U-L-L in the App Store. Make sure you use the code FANTASY to receive a free team stock valued up to $150 upon signing up. That's code fantasy to claim your free stock on the symbol mobile app. Here's the deal. It's a free $150. Like, just get the app on your phone, put the code fantasy in, spend the $150 on some team or three teams, whatever you want to do, and then see what you want to do after that. But why not take advantage of that free money Joe, is there any free money for our fantasy folks in the Chiefs-Bucks game?
1: Well, first and foremost, um, this line, it, it flipped. Uh, Tampa Bay was favored uh, earlier, and now Kansas City is favored. The over-unders on, on Tampa Bay games have absolutely collapsed, by the way. Um, and there's the, the part of the reason is Tampa Bay might not have home field advantage in this game, depending on what happens with Hurricane Ian, which obviously right now, and we're thinking of all the Florida listeners, I hope we're, we're offering you some reprieve here. The chance that this game is moved to Minneapolis... Um, depending on, I guess, damage, flooding, whether or not there's any residual from the hurricane down there. Um, that's a that that's something that I don't yet know as we record this podcast. So um, those are things to keep in mind. Uh, I, uh, Ross, I'm not counting out touchdown, Tom. You know, Tampa Bay had a shot to win that game against Green Bay when they're playing with a husk of a receiving core. Good game for Ru- Russell Gage, by the way. If you invested in Gage early in the offseason – 12 he catches 12 of his 13 targets it's going to earn him some trust from tom brady going forward and we know mike evans is back this week from the suspension huge um, it, it's probably too early to tell if julio jones or chris godwin's going to play i know todd bowles has insinuated that julio's going to play if if tampa bay gets three more good games out of julio this year they should consider themselves victorious uh, that his body has betrayed him at, at this point um But Russell Gage, uh, I think, is a wide receiver three. Mike Evans, obviously, you're playing as a wide receiver one in this game. Leonard Fournette is an RB one. Brady is still kind of borderline quarterback one, even with Evans. Um, But I do think they're going to have an easier time scoring this week against Kansas City than they did against Green Bay's defense last week. Uh, I know things have been looking bad uh, for Tampa, but they could get Donovan Smith back this week. Um, How about this stat, by the way? Just 16.7% of the Buccaneers' drives have reached the red zone. Wow. That is tied with the Texans for the lowest in the NFL. That's not going to continue when Brady gets these receivers back and Donovan Smith gets back. Um, there, there could be a, a little bit of a buy low opportunity on the Buccaneers right now, like Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans. Maybe Chris Godwin as well. Just, a, Just a thought there. Chiefs well, I think there might be a sell high candidate on Kansas City's offense now look, I understand when people have a running back who's producing for fantasy and I talked about this with Cordero Patterson last week uh, on on, on uh, yesterday's podcast rather um, and Cordero Patterson's producing much better than this guy is right now. but Clyde Edwards Alaire had had one of the most extreme betties I've ever seen in my life. Seven carries. Zero yards, one touchdown against, <laughs> um, against the Colts. Um, now, he also caught five targets for 39 yards. The irony here is Edwards Alaire's fantasy production is running on hot touchdown luck as opposed to the previous couple of years in his career when he had terrible touchdown luck. Here's what it, here's what it means. Edwards Alaire right now is the running back four in fantasy points per game. But he's the running back 23 in Scott Barrett's expected fantasy points, which takes all the touches, where the touches happen, how many snaps he's playing, how many routes he's running, and calculates that into what an average NFL player would be expected to produce in that situation. So Edwards-Alaire is really running hot uh, on touchdown luck. I'm not sure how much that's going to continue. McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon's played more snaps than Edwards-Alaire this year, and Jarek McKinnon's out-snaps Edwards-Alaire inside the 10-yard line this year. So, to me, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire might be a a very good sell-high candidate. I understand. You might want to roll with him. Understand that he's a guy who's hot right now in a a good offense. Things could get better. But if you could get a high-end wide receiver for Edwards-Alaire right now, that is something that I think I would do uh, in an instant.
0: Monday night football, what is the deal with the Niners? The Niners are hosting the Rams – The Niners, that was pathetic the other night.
1: Um, Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo has not been sharp to start the year. Now he didn't practice all offseason. Garoppolo, per fantasy points data, has been off target on 28% of his throws. The only quarterback worse is Justin Fields. Garoppolo, um, I mean, he's the sole reason they lost that game to the 49ers. The sole reason. And he's got to be better. There's, there's no two ways about it. But now here is a stat that uh, for uh, on the positive end, which I thought he was a must start last week. I think he's a must start this week. Jeff Wilson, the running back for the 49ers, the usage he had was incredible. He played on 73% of the team snaps in week three. That was the seventh most among running backs. He handled 82% of the backfield expected fantasy points. That was the fifth most. He, like, by the way, Wilson has seen at least 12 carries only 14 times in his career. But in those games, he averages 15.7 fantasy points per game. That's more than what Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones averaged last year. Jeff Wilson is like a legit RB1 right now. Like, and, and if he gets in the end zone, he's got an opportunity to blow up a week for you. So keep that in mind. Um, By the way... Garoppolo needs to be better, but you still need to start Debo and Kittle every week, and Ayuk's on your bench. I, I really need to see Jimmy Garoppolo be better, but um, for sure, uh, this is an offense that has way more talent than it's producing right now, and also, I mean, Trent Williams going down, Ross. I probably buried the lead here, but the Garoppolo, what, what was – all on the same play, Trent Williams gets goes down with the high ankle, Garoppolo throws a pick six and it's called back because he stepped out of the end zone before he threw it. Is that the worst play in NFL history?
0: Um, yes. I think if you mean, combine all those things, I think, yes, it was.
1: I mean, oh, they got a good break that he stepped out of bounds. So that, that, that just goes to show he's got to be better than that. I think he will be. How much better is the big question. The other
0: side with the Rams, Joe, what do we need to know?
1: Yeah, the big thing you need to know is Cam Akers' snap rate has risen every week. It was a season-high 50% in Week 3, which was exactly where Daryl Henderson was. But Akers is really their early-down guy. 26 early-down carries to Daryl Henderson's 12 over the last two weeks. Henderson's the primary receiver in that backfield. But Cam Akers ran angry on his touchdown run, uh, the 12-yard touchdown run. He ran through guys. He ran over guys. He was fired up at the end of it. He got whatever message Sean McVay sent to him at the end of Week 1. Not that this is fantasy relevant Ross, but how about fullback Scaronick? You ever seen anything like this in the past? A wide receiver being used as a fullback like a lot? I love that dude. Yeah, I mean, look. The you know, fullback gives guys different looks. Even if it's not an actual fullback back there, it gives defenses different different looks. And credit to Scaronick for for buying into the role. The the problem I have right now is Allen Robinson. Oh god. Uh, I don't know how he's startable right now because staff. This offense doesn't look great to me. Um, I think it'll get better again. This is this is two teams right now playing on Monday night who are fear or who are the the sum of their parts has uh, the the sum has been less than their parts. Let's put it that way. There's too much talent on these on these teams for this to be happening. But it's a tough matchup for the Rams going up against that 49er defense. Really, the only guy I feel great about is Cup. Although I think Cam Akers is on the strong RB2 radar right now.
0: I feel great about you, Joe. Check him out at FG underscore Dolan. I feel great about fantasypoints.com and the code 22Feast. Feel okay about myself at Ross Tucker NFL. Great about the network at Ross Tucker Pod. Love getting all the insight. Joe, I take notes during the show to potentially cut for clips for social media. I have way too many today. So I don't know even know how many I'm going to send to uh, Jack, who cuts the social clips for us. That usually means you said a lot of very mm. interesting, awesome things. I appreciate it. Wow. I'm stuffed. Dessert was great. Enjoy the weddings. Don't be nervous. Just enjoy. Ball out at the weddings. You'll be missing them someday. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, Rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,